Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast, where we bring you the best growth strategies from the world's experts to help build your business fast. And now, here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast. And today, I want to welcome Raj Goodman and N. And we're going to talk about a couple of different things, a little bit different than usual, a little outside the marketing box, but still related. And that those two subjects are working on your business and not in your business and invest in your team and delegate. I'm especially interested in the latter because uh, I've, I'm pretty good at delegating, maybe not as good as investing in, in the, the marketing teams that I run. So I, I look forward to the strategies and, and what Raj has to stay, say on the matter. So Raj, welcome to the show. And can you introduce yourself in uh, a few hundred words or less? All right. Thanks, thanks for the opportunity, Mark. It's good to be on and good to chat with you. So as you mentioned, my name is Raj. Uh, I run a company called Goodman Lantern. I'm the founder. Uh, we help customers with native English content writing to help the business grow faster and sell better. Uh, this is my third business. Uh, in the past, I've sold on business. Uh, I had a bit of a good exit exit there. And uh, this this business is really about not only uh, was making money, but also to empower people. Uh, you know, we have big mission about empowerment of women, for example, and also is to kind of give back and grow at the same time. So uh, that's 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 a bit of a short introduction. Uh, I hope that's what you're looking for. It is so. You know, it's actually a pretty good segue to, you know, a few things that we're going to talk about today. And first of all, you know, were your exits tied to working on the business and, and not in the business? Is that where you developed these kind of philosophies? Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure thing, Mark. So uh, my first business was in the space of social media software. And that in that business, I was working in the business. It was more like a job for myself, which is not ideal in my opinion. Although, I mean, I mean that that went went a bit a bit south. But when when the next business, it was all about delegation. It's all about working on the business, and that led to an exit. The third business, obviously, is Goodman Lantern, which I'm still obviously running and growing, uh, which is growing really well actually at the moment. Um, and I mean that is all about delegation. It's actually about a few things: delegation, remote working, empowerment of of, of team members, and in investing in the team, for example. So it's all all the above. And I believe, and I've seen from my experience that when you do all these things, it leads to better growth. Uh, better business and uh, an overall increment of value for everybody. So if, and I like analogies, but so if I look at what you're saying thus far, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you kind of look at the, a business as maybe a, a garden and, and it's, you work on that garden, you cultivate the plants or people in your case. And uh, if necessary, you kind of delegate the work to someone else when you've got processes and, and systems set up is is that kind of am i am i in the right ballpark absolutely absolutely uh i i would say if, if it was a, an idea of a garden you know I'm, I'm instead of being a gardener i'm actually you know i have a team of gardeners and i sort of help and train them and coach them and mentor them so that's that's the way i look at it um, okay. we are all about sort of you know a team that's what it's all about Right. And so when you feed that team 
and I don't know how long we are, we'll be able to stick with this analogy, but when you feed that team, what are you feeding them? Are you feeding them education? Are you feeding them compensation? I mean, it, it's a lot of, to me, it's a, it's, a, it's a high level concept that we've started with. And I really like to drill down into, you know, the nuts and bolts of it. So how do, how do you start to invest in your team? Well, the short answer is it's all the above. So obviously, um, it's about compensation. So they have obviously, like everybody else would have, we have a remuneration which is tied to uh, you know their skills, their positions. But also, all the managers receive a a, a variable uh, bonus on a monthly basis based on the company's revenues and the profitability. So everybody's invested in the financials as much as they're invested in the, the concepts and the customers. And uh, number two is training. I mean, we, you know, the, the training which we impart is not only sort of, you know, annual training when we when you do a, a sort of a team retreat, for example, but also we have weekly, we have weekly, monthly rocks. It's basically a get together when, when, when teams check in with me. So there's, you know, so senior managers will have junior managers reporting into them, for example, and junior managers will have their analysts and, and, and junior staff members reporting into them, and they report into me. And all through the point, the idea really is to, to coach them, guide them, understand the challenges, help them, and make them world-class leaders. That, that's the end objective, is to help them with their careers, because at the end of the day, a happy team generates a good vibe, but also it generates happy customers. Okay, and, and so I let me challenge you on two of those, those, those uh, or two things, actually. So the first one is, what if you're not an expert on that person's position? So you as CEO, you've got a team of marketers. Yeah, I, I couldn't, you know, tell somebody, uh, an SEO specialist, how to do their job optimally. I mean, I have a pretty good concept of how SEO works, and obviously I've hired a lot of SEO people, but I, I'm not an expert in it. So how do you how do you make them more of a world class expert if you're not one yourself? Well, I, I think the thing that the two different uh, topics you directly discussed. One is subject matter expertise, and the other one is a mindset. I, I believe strongly, and this is you know being a programmer, that everything exists and it's available online. What you require really is a mindset. You require that sort of that that belief, that growth opportunity, that sort of. Uh, approach which you require. And that's what we train our teams on is how to come up with the answers, how do you deal with you know challenging times, situations, and the answers can be found. Sometimes we actually bring in external mentors who can you know help them with the subject of marketing, SEO, um, you know, uh, storytelling, for example. And th those can be brought in as and when required. I think what we can't bring in is team culture. You have, to, you have to have the right mindset and have to coach the teams to have the right approach to towards a challenge, towards a problem. Okay. Uh, okay, so I get it. So it's more about a mindset that you're, you're coaching them on how to be successful, not necessarily showing them their job and how to be more successful at their job. Is that accurate? Yes, I would say so, yes. Okay, okay. And the second challenge I have is and what a lot of small business owners worry about is, okay, now, you know, they've been trained to be world-class employees. Now I've got to deal with them asking for more money or potentially leaving me. 
So I've done all the training for the next person. What, what's your response? For, what's your response to that? Well, I, I think I think my my thinking is, is this: if we build a business which is looking after our team members, if we are investing in them, if we are building something which the team members are proud of, if there's a story and there's a social mission which is more than just making money, then there's no reason for people to leave the company. They will stick with you. In fact, in our company, people recommend their friends and family uh, to work with us. We have a, a large pipeline of people who want to work in the company because the social mission is beyond just making money. It's about investing in people. And and that's what retains them. In fact, the idea really is, you know, how can they do more for the company and grow their careers and the, the knowledge alongside the company's growth? And lastly, it's about variable compensation. So, for example, you know, when we work with our team members, we not only pay them uh, a, a salary, but also we are paying them a, a you know, sort of a, 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 a bonus um, based on uh, the team revenues, for example. Okay. Uh, and, you know, the stats kind of show that people leave because of their manager. Interesting enough. I mean, the last study I, I saw, and you probably know better than I do, was 80% of people leave because they don't like their manager. I mean, I was skeptical that it's that high, but it does make sense. If you like your manager, you like your job, you like the company, you know, what's, you know, what's an extra, you know, five to $10,000 to go to a completely, uh, uh, let's say, mysterious situation where you don't know what the culture is going to be like necessarily, and you don't know if you're going to be happy or not. So I, I, I do buy into that, make them, make them feel like they belong, that they're a part of something, that they're valued, and that they're much more likely to stay even after you know, you've trained them to a point where they can probably command a lot more in the marketplace. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. I think at the end of the day, as a CEO, my role is to, I'm the custodian of the, the company core values and culture. So if, if I don't inculcate that in my team and actually first check that they are in, in the same mindset and belief and have the same core values when they come into the company, then obviously there's a challenge with you know my leadership skills. So you know it's, it comes down to obviously the first fundamental ideas that managers are important, that they are the the people who kind of maintain that balance and you know get people excited about the opportunity that they are in currently. Okay, now let's go back to working on the business. Let's say you're listening to this podcast and you're you've got a business you've got a team but the team's morale is a little down and hence you're working on the business or in the business a lot more than you want maybe it's 80 hours a week maybe more uh you've seen that a lot what do you suggest these people that are listening to the podcast that have businesses that are in this predicament what do you suggest they do to start working on the business and not in the business. Uh, I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm, I must say that you know I've worked in businesses in the past, or I've worked or at least on a business where I was working in the business and it it didn't work. So I mean, there is lots of data, lots of research, lots of information in books and, and blogs and and whatnot about working on the business is definitely the right approach. I mean, one thing I can think of right now is, for example, Tim Ferriss's four hours work week, where he talks about automation and delegation. 
um, it's important because we only have so many hours per day. Instead of you know using all our time to kind of actually um, do the work ourselves, is delegate. I think the first step really is the actual core team members. Uh, everybody you hire in the team, the first 50 members of the team or 40 members of the team are the company's founders because you know they bring in their expertise and the, and their and their values and they are the ones who are going to be being the staff in the future is to first check if they have the same mission vision and values the way you have as a founder i think that's the first step that's what i have to start uh, to give you an example 2019 i had to fire my entire technology team and rehire uh, a, a, you know a, a sort of a team which was actually in the same line as our company's vision and core values mainly because there was there was a mismatch of the the value system and and that led to lots of pains lots of you know me working on the business as well for example but it was hard and it, it but it had to be done because without that i couldn't achieve that flexibility that growth and that dependency on the team itself okay and and so anyone listening to this when when they hear that Right. They're like, OK, is there some sort of roadmap that you have to put that in place? Do you have is there any training they should take? What, what is it that they should do? I mean, personally, I uh, when I started the business, uh, I started uh, I joined uh, a organization called EO. Uh, on to this organization. It's based on the Rockefeller habits. Um, and in Rockefeller habits, you talk about the four pillars uh, which includes, you know, teams, uh, execution, strategy, and it's it's a it's about sort of it's a scale up methodology, which you know, which which uh, Vern Harnish, the book's author, talks about. I feel that that's a very good book to look at, and the Rockefeller Habits is a great way to kind of look at, you know, delegation, scalability, uh, accountability, that that sort of stuff. I mean, I, I would say that that'll be a good starting point. Uh, but it's you know the aim really is to hire the right team members initially. Uh, make sure you're building a business which is sustainable, which is you know, repeatable. Is you don't want a business which is like one off, you know, one off sales, for example. You want a business which is like re repeated. Uh, you know, think think about for example, SaaS businesses. You think about services which are required on on a regular basis, or products that are required regularly, like for example the the dollar shaving club, I think that that's one example where yeah. you keep ordering stuff, for instance. So it's all about the sort of, you know, looking at those step-by-step -step guides. Instead of me giving you a breakdown of it, I think that book would be a good starting point. It's called Scale Up by Vern Harnish. No, Scaling Up by Vern Harnish. Okay. Yeah. And we'll put that in the show notes. Okay. So um, my last thing I want to talk about is, is delegation. You know, there's a lot of people that have trouble delegating tasks, either because they've been burned in the past or the people they're delegating to don't have the knowledge or the skills or what have you. Uh, and I, I know this is a multifaceted problem, but how do you look at delegation in a business? Uh, and, you know, be as specific as you can. Yeah, sure. I, I think before I, I go into, into the, the integrity and, and the nuts and bolts, I would say that you know, delegation is a challenge, generally speaking, and from my experience at least, is that is that people want to delegate stuff, but they want to still do the stuff as well. So they have this kind of, you know, half-hearted approach to delegation. They say, okay, I'm going to find somebody to do this task. And then they, when they see that, you know, they are doing the task a little bit incorrect, they jump right in and finish the task for the person they have hired. 
And I think that is that is that one of the challenges which I have had is that I've I've had a half-hearted approach to delegation. Now um, my approach is to is to believe in delegation and say, listen, you know, this person is going to be brought in. At best, they will be 80% of my capacity or my uh, sort of work uh, value, uh, for example. Uh, and when they come in, it'll be 50%. I've trained these people to become the best they can be at, at, the, at a particular job or management style. And, you know, they'll make mistakes and let them make mistakes because that's the only way to learn is to try and make errors and learn on the job. So I, I am very happy for my teams to, to come in and make mistakes. First thing I always do when I bring someone in is to check that they have the same values the way I have in a business has, for example. Once they have that, then I allow them, I explain to them the tasks. We have documentation for most of the tasks, for example. I would then bring in the senior manager to do the interviews, uh, help them understand the task, and then make it the responsibility of my senior managers to inculcate the, the, the mission and vision which we have for all our tasks and our business so that they, so this person who's coming in believes in the offering and the task and works together as a team. I think the more I let them get on the task and uh, interrupt them less, the more they're responsible and capable of actually taking it further. Okay. Wow. I mean, that's a, that's a good explanation. I, I'd also maybe add to this that in my experience, you do need to give them uh, proper training, like step-by-step process. And I'm not talking about creative roles and all that, but you, you've got to be able to lay out exactly what it is that you want with KPIs, with, you know, expectations, with templates that they can start with or, or use just even the most seasoned people, you know, need to have some guidance as to what the expectations are so that they can obtain it or else it's going to be uh, frustrating for you. It's going to be frustrating for them. And then nothing quality gets done, which defeats the purpose of delegation. Yeah, so I, 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 I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I would add that is, first of all, what's the expectation? Because it might be different from, from me than it is for you. And then make sure that it's, it's all measured to the best you can. Not everything can be measured. A lot of it can in marketing, but not everything. Um, sales is pretty easy to measure. You just look at sales. So, all right. So we're going to start to wrap up here. Is there anything else that we didn't cover that we should have covered? Um, I, I, I would say we covered everything. I, I think just to kind of mention another thing about sort of, um, you know, training. I, I would say you know, it makes a lot of sense to kind of actually have documentation in the, in the company and step-by-step guide on, you know, how does a company work? And yeah. and I think instead of actually having someone to train the person, the first step for them should be to have some documentation they can follow to, to, to go through it. So every role in the company should have documentation. There should be an overall guide on the principles and the step-by-step, step-by-step processes which you, the company, adopt to deliver stuff. And a good place to start probably is Netflix. I think Netflix has a, a documentation like that internally, just, I think, available uh, online as well. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. Some statement of procedures or, or ways of doing things that, that's pertinent to the company because everyone does, does things a little bit differently. So, so Raj, with that, we're going to wrap up. But where can people find you? 
Oh, well, I'm on LinkedIn. So if you look for Raj Goodman Anand, you can you can find me. Do you, uh, look me up, add me as a connection and, and say hello. I love to hear from people. And also you can find our company, Goodman Lantern. If you just Google Goodman Lantern, um, you'll find us hopefully on the first first site, uh, first link on Google or Bing, for instance. All right. Uh, with that, we are going to wrap up. And uh, thank you for being on the show. Thanks, Michael, for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thank you.